Hey, welcome back, everybody. HSC podcast number 18. We're in prime time. We got Big Box Steve on the mic and the Big Smooth Derek. That's all we're going to have tonight. And that's all you need because you know what? I think at the end of the day, we're the best. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so tonight, uh, we're going to talk about some interesting subjects. What's happening in the media right now? And it's kind of interesting when you talk about the media and you wonder, like, why are they pushing different things? And, and why do we hear so much about, like, certain things? And I don't know why, you know. I mean, we can speculate and we'll do a conspiracy theory, uh, <laughs> I hope, soon. But what's interesting is uh, we're going to talk about the Chappelle attack. We're going to talk about the Johnny Depp uh trial and we're going to talk about the uh roe versus wade leak so all three of those things it almost seems like these are kind of the media pushing them out like do you feel that way do you feel like everywhere you look those are the three things you see yeah definitely that was the thing is like everyone is you know people like like the the depth her trial it's like so they're like talking like it's the oj simpson trial or something like people are so fascinated and have taken sides like so hard and it's kind of crazy with that and the Chappelle that just happened and that was just like everyone's piggybacking off of will smith and chris rock on that one and yeah and then yeah the roe v wade that was just like boom just all out of nowhere that was really out of nowhere um, but interesting what you said about um, the Chappelle uh, attack and the piggyback of, of uh, Will Smith, right? Because I feel like that's a big piggyback. There, it's everything you read, they're comparing those two things. Do those two things really compare? No, not at all. Except the big thing was, is Chris Rock got up there and joked and says, right. was that Will Smith going by? <laughs> so. <laughs> but but are those completely so they're kind of two completely different things though but yeah. they keep comparing them right but th this guy literally like i mean Chappelle hasn't said anything yet he's literally like getting ready to start his set well it was actually he was finishing it was an encore oh so it was after yeah, so he was getting up to, he was doing his encore at the very end when this happened. Um, yeah, what I was reading about it was the guy that attacked him is a aspiring rapper. <laughs> and he actually had a song about attacking Chappelle in the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, that's interesting because if you watch the media, so as I was watching some of the uh, the reports on this, what I thought was interesting is they weren't really like condemning the guy for doing it. They were almost like saying because of the stuff Chappelle had been saying over the last few year, year or the six months or whatever, mm -hmm. that that's what made it happen. Like he was doing it because of the things Chappelle was saying. That's what I felt the media was pushing. Right. Well, of course that's what they want to push. Um, because they really want to push out Chappelle. Because he's opposite of, well, he's very opposite of, of leftists, right? Like 
I mean, if you watch his stuff, especially over the last year to two years, he, he's very, he's not really right. I wouldn't say he's right at all. He's just, he, he's really just calling out, you know, like what he sees. Right. Looks like kind of like what comedians used to do. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're kind of like pushing it in the narrative that he, he got attacked because of the things he was saying. Right. But what you're saying is like this, this is probably a dude that was trying to like promote his album because he, he, uh, he said in his album, he was going to do it and he did it. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And now since the security beat him up, now they're trying to get even more publicity and oh sue and everything. And but did you hear, I don't know if you watched any of the videos, but so the security has him in the back and they're like stomping him out. And then <laughs> Chappelle, Chappelle goes out and starts stomping him too. And you can see he still has his, his mic or his ear, whatever on and You can hear him. He's like, stomp that nigger out. And he's like, just stomping him out. And I was like, really Chappelle, you can't do that. Like you can't say that while you're on the, you're still on the mic. Like you could literally hear him saying that. Yeah. I don't know too. That could have been part of the show because he even came back out and he's like, well, they're in the back beating his ass. So right. They're in the back stomping him. And, but if you watch the video, like I watched a couple different videos and there's probably four or five guys like stomping on right. So that, I mean, that's kind of rough, you know, I get it. Like you went up and it's not like he tried to stab him, you know, like it was, it was like one of the, it was like a high school, uh, junior. It was a very tackle. bad try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It was like a JV tackle. Right. It was, it was like the guy that couldn't make varsity. And, uh, and he went in and like missed the tackle. The problem with that is if you go and you're like, oh, he wasn't, you know, he was harmless. And then, then who knows, like, you're going to take the next one lightly. And right. That's the thing. It's like, it happens and you know, it's a fake sport, you know, but wrestling is fake. Right. But sometimes fans will go in there and then it's fair game. Then those wrestlers actually are doing real stuff to them. Right. Because you got, you can't have people just going in there attacking. So do you think that the Will Smith scenario has anything to do with it? Do you think that this might have instigated that? No, I don't think so. The Will Smith one is like, that's Hollywood. Let's just, that's Hollywood privilege. He can go and do that. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, he's part of the, he's, he went on stage just a little bit later. It wasn't like if it, if it was a, a fan going in an outsider attacking, that's a different thing where Will Smith and Chris Rock were on the inside together. Um, so I think they're totally different. Yeah, it's just weird that it, you know, it happened so fast afterwards. And then the media is trying to compare them, though. And, you know, you know that. Right. So that was interesting. Uh, and I, I also wonder, does it have anything to do with, I mean, I know you said that, like, he's a rapper and he said he would do that. Does it have anything to do with Chappelle's views? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't find any thing about him like he was just a dude wasn't he? he wasn't like pro you know i didn't see anything that um put him as pro you know lbgqt 
you. <laughs> All those, all those words. Yeah, all those letters. And and so yeah, I didn't. You know, usually if something was like that, they'd come out with their propaganda. If it was right, but he's not like paid by Antifa or, you know, I mean, it's it's just so weird to me. I mean, I guess if you're really if if that's your because. What's going to happen? Like, does his album get big after that? If that's what he said he was going to do on his album? I, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, he, he, he couldn't, he could barely take Chappelle down. Chappelle tripped. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's like that, a 160 that, pound, like six foot dude. Yeah. It's like, they, um, yeah. It's like, how's your rep if you can't <laughs> exactly. even tackle Dave Chappelle? It's all, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like he was paid to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's, I think it sets a, a weird precedent though. Of this is, this is okay. You know, I mean, yeah. it, I don't know. It, and I guess he was carrying a knife on him, but he didn't pull the knife out for a hundred percent. for well, sure. You never know. Like, what would have happened if he would have tackled him to the ground too? Right. So maybe on top of him. Maybe that was his goal in the end. Yeah. Um, so does it set a weird precedent, you know, for comedians and, uh, you know, performers, maybe even singers as well, if they don't, if they're not on your same, uh, you know, they're not on your same side, you know, is it okay to go ahead and attack them? I don't think it's okay to do any of that ever. I mean, that's the whole thing you get to with we want everyone to have freedom of speech, but then you want to go out and attack someone who doesn't believe the same thing as you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second because I kind of feel like both sides, when you're talking about left and right, everybody totes freedom of speech it doesn't matter what side you're on right yeah they use it to whatever they want their right. agenda to be yeah and, and that seems really wrong to me because now you're saying uh freedom of speech is okay for me but not for you right and that's kind of the what we've seen for the last two years mm. i think even longer than that it's been like that um yeah wait like I've read stuff and you know how they like they want to they talk about canceling movies like American Pie and stuff like that and it's like these were movies made in the 90s and the early 80s just let it be well I mean even it's at the same time it's, it's just a movie right right and well and then uh, I think uh, one of the things that I so I'm not a huge not actually at all a Donald Trump fan, but at the same time, like for four years, like this guy, I felt like this guy couldn't say anything without everybody saying, you know, he can't say that or he's wrong. Like I, I felt like that was a big like censorship thing of your president. I feel that's just the way it is now too, because I couldn't stand Trump and I can't stand Biden, but 
same thing happens to Biden now. You got all these oh, let's go Brandon and all this stuff. And it's just like, <clears throat> where did we get to a point where you, you this, I always even said with, with, with Trump, I wasn't a big fan of his, but I was talking to a guy I used to work with. And I said, just give him a chance. Let's just hear him out first and let's see what happens. But no one even gave him a chance from the beginning. Right. Not to say he he wasn't great at all, but it was like no one gave him a chance. Same with Biden. No one gives him a. No one was giving him a chance whatsoever. Right. It, oh, and hundred percent. Right. Like I think. I mean, even Obama felt like that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and actually, it probably kind of started with Bush, but. Bush was the first president that I feel like wasn't a good speaker. Right. And I probably think that that helped a little bit into their, these people's like, because he didn't speak well, we can, we can condemn him, you know, and we, that's the way, you know, SNL works, you know, you got someone making fun of you on, you have, you know, someone being George Bush and being like the good old boy and like right. smoking weed and all this stuff. And then the next thing you knew when SNL has the rock playing Barack Obama. <laughs> right. No. And, and so it was like, it's like a culmination, right? Yeah. What's funny though, is if you look at history though, in the last, like the last five or six presidencies, Bush W had like the highest rating at a point in the presidency, like approval rating. Now it has a lot probably to do with 9-11 and bringing the country together. Right. But but who's to say what happened with COVID? Shouldn't COVID have brought the country together instead of torn us apart? It should have, but why didn't it? You know, because the other, I mean... They really like it. They played it politically, right? Yeah. Where it should have been like, hey, let's let's get together. You know, let's do this as a as a group. Instead, they used it to say, uh, let's push between right and left. Right. Right. And so yeah. So I I think the last, you know, four years plus COVID years, like you, it, the separation right now, it's really bad right yeah it's it's to the point now where like people on like i've I've heard of like on dating sites and stuff and like if you're this right (laughs) yeah yeah and it's not even like it's not even like a race thing or like anything anymore now it's like a political thing right yeah i saw a video uh this guy was going around and it was just a youtube video of some kid you know what's the worst turnoff for a guy? You know, he's asking these women that. And like more than half of them said, if he's a Republican, (laughs) like that's your worst turnoff. He's a Republican. And so that's, that's the world we're living in now. Uh, But I, I do think that has a little bit to do and maybe not this particular Dave Chappelle attack, but I think that might be like what might be coming in the future, right? You got to be careful, you know, as an entertainer, 
you know, what you're going up and saying, like, I think Will Smith, even though that's a, a Hollywood, you know, insider thing that still sets a little bit of a precedence. Like you can't say what you want to say anymore. We're coming to a part where we're going to have the demolition man society. Right. You no, know, like we're, you can't have anything that's no cussing, no doing this. <laughs> the only thing we're going to have is commercials as you know, this jingles. I mean, <laughs> well, is I, that, I, I love demolition man. And if you guys are listening, you haven't seen demolition man. I think that's a very realistic look at what the world's going to be like in a very short amount of years. You know, you're, we're pushing both of those sides apart and these big corporations are just taking over. You know, and it's not going to be Taco Bell in particular, but in the movie, like Taco Bell's the, the, the huge corporation. Well, that's so, uh, although, um, well, PepsiCo, it's, yeah. yeah. I was talking to our friend Dustin a little while ago and about his adventures, which we got to get him on the podcast to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he wants to do a live. We, I just talked to him the other day. Um, but he was talking about, I don't know what country it was, um, but they had like no fast food except a Taco Bell. And he said it was like a fancy Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. So it's already coming. Right. <laughs> just moving from the the whatever we call the other parts of the world you know we call them third world countries but they call themselves just emerging but it's moving this way mm -hmm. yeah well it's like uh what's that what's that movie uh, one of my favorite movies with luke wilson oh idiocracy idiocracy and he was, I was like, thinking about that that was the other one I was thinking <laughs> it's like hey, welcome to carl's jr i was like you know like everything you do is carl's jr and welcome to costco yes like, well, we've already, you know, you think about that because they've talked about it. Donald Trump was a reality TV star and the game president. Right. Idiocracy, you have the, the wrestler. Who, right. You know, you know the, the joke is the, the Rock has his little TV show where he talks about becoming president. So we, you know, in the near future, we could be having a wrestler as president. The reality is, is the Rock would get more votes than you could ever imagine. I would kind of feel like the rock if he, might if he, bring unity to everyone if he really ran can you imagine how many actual votes that guy would get like a i lot. feel like he if he ran independent right that would have been amazing that's how you'd bring the world you bring the united states back together <laughs> everyone would join with the rock <laughs> But, you know, and then you got to worry about, like, then what would happen? Like, could he really run the country? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Reagan did it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking, well, well, he was an actor back in, like, what, the 50s? Yeah, I know. He was also the <laughs> governor and everything. So right. he had so politics. He, he got some some political stance in there. So let's move let's move to the next topic and and this one this is super interesting to me so let's talk about the the johnny depp and amber heard trial this one's crazy yes so outside of the the stardom and the because because uh domestic violence is a real thing right and so it doesn't matter if you're talking about actors and actresses and famous people but domestic violence is a real thing, right? 
Right. And so here's the issue that you run into this one. And I want to, I'll kind of want to hear what you think about this. Cause I, I, I'm in the belief that domestic violence goes both ways. So what, I feel what, like in this situation, they are both super toxic individuals that got together and they're both just wailing on and doing just horrible mind control, mind, mind abuse, you know, everything. They both are just so bad together. Um, yeah, I just feel like they're both. You can't go, I don't know how you can go to... In the trial, you have to side with the dep because it's both sides. Whereas in Amber Heard is making it sound like it's just Johnny Depp. Right. But it's both people. They're both pretty insane. Yeah. So, so the question is, though, or the problem is, is, yeah, what you're saying is that Amber Heard's making it feel like Johnny Depp's the only one kind of based on the fact that it can only be a man versus a woman right right and that doesn't feel right to me because i feel like you can have domestic violence on both sides right well you've you've had instances um tanya katane with Ch uh, chuck finley uh back in the early 80s late, or late 80s early 90s he was a pitcher for the angels tanya right Katane, you know um, she got domestic violence against her hope solo. She with, um, Jeremy Stevens, the hope solo, the soccer player with the tight end for Seattle Seahawks, Jeremy Stevens, she got domestic violence against her. It's happened, but it's not as much aware out there. Right. I mean, the norm is the other way, right? No, the, yes. The correct. norm's the other way. But uh, and again, most of it is no, oh yeah, and, and that's its fault. I mean, exactly. You can't. So here's the problem: is that when you go into a case like this, it's like it's hard not to uh, blame the man because we already know that you know ninety percent of it is men. You know, and so how how does that? I mean, that really works against Johnny Depp in this situation. Because that's historically, statistically, like the mm -hmm. way it goes. You know, and so it kind of sucks to be on the 10% of that side. Right. And I just, for me, though, I feel like, though, he's on both sides of that. Because I do believe he has probably assaulted her. Right. <laughs> but she also, what, cut off his finger right. and... <laughs> pooped in his bed and like all the mental abuse that she has caused to him. Um, yeah. So I can't, you can't, I can't hundred, I can't just say hundred percent. This person is in a, you know, better than this person. And that's why this is such a crazy thing going on. Cause this one feels like a very equal, like they're just both like messing each other up. Yeah. You know, because because even if you watch the testimonies, like when you hear him testimony about her and then her testimony about him, and you're just you're just like, wow, you are two just messed up people, and well, really yeah, just I mean, messing each other up. Depp is a raging alcoholic. I mean, yeah. like, 
that's been going on for like 40 years. Right. But she, so I don't know if you saw her testimony because she was the most recent testimony. There is a, a little bit of exaggeration happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't tell me he's taken 10 MDNA pills in a night. Like, I mean, I've been there <laughs> and you can't take 10 MDNA pills in a night. Like you'd be ridiculously like stupid. Well, the, there's the whole, um, I don't know if you read about the, um, how she said that she carried this brand of cover up in her purse for two years to cover up all her things. And then the, the, the company came out and goes, we didn't start making right. that. We didn't until- even make it then. Right. So that's where it comes to a point where he's probably has done stuff, but yes, she's hurting battered women everywhere for some of the stuff she's been saying. Well, that's what I mean. I think she's going over the top instead of just being more honest, if that makes sense. Like, right. Instead of she's trying to like make it worse than it is. And if you just made it like it is, you'd probably be fine. Like you're making your case. But when you're going so far over the top, now you're making it sound ridiculous. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, I think for one thing, I think she was doing this in one part to make herself more valuable for roles, movie roles. Right. Uh, You know, like, look at here, here's a survivor and all this. And, you know, she took, so Johnny Depp's not being able to do, you know, he got taken out of the Fantastics B series they were going to make another pirates they canned that one but you know she had her in aquaman 2 her her role's been cut down to 10 minutes like they cut her down completely so it's kind of backfired and she might not be getting it's like they both torpedoed each other's careers right and and she like overplayed the james franco thing right where she was trying to make a big deal about him getting mad about James Franco, but she also had a bunch of pictures of herself with James Franco. It's like, how can you like overplay the James Franco thing? But when you actually have all these like incidents with him, right? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think like you're, you're going over the top, like just be honest and you're probably okay. Well, that's what they, I mean, that's what they needed tell people when whenever they go into trials like this is just be honest because they'll catch you in a lie right they always do i mean you know look look like a few good men you know that (laughs) right they catch you in a lie they figure it out when you say because they they have it all in transcripts so then they could figure out well you said this 20 minutes ago but now you're saying this you know i i feel like 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 people understand you know like we're everybody's not stupid like you can't just pull the wool over people's eyes like if you're honest and you and you show it and like you're you're telling the truth like people will see that but people know when you're exaggerating right you know like i'm going down you know the bar and i'm telling all the women i'm an astronaut you know it's not gonna work You know, it reminds it reminds <laughs> me of you know you remember Anita <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's like they tell you something and then you can't believe anything that comes out of their mouth well and that's what I feel like Amber Heard is doing to herself right. and 
even though I don't think Johnny Depp was doing that, I think he also the stigma around him where people are like, dude, come on. Like, we know you're a drunk. Like, we've seen this for years. Like, don't right. pretend like you're not. So he's kind of going the opposite way. He's like trying to underplay it instead of just admitting like, yeah, yeah. like so so i have a glass of wine in the morning yeah no you yeah. had a bottle of wine in the morning yeah, yeah. it's not oh. a glass of wine it's a it's bottle like, of okay wine. even <laughs> if that if you have a glass of wine every morning for 40 years just, that's an alcoholic <laughs> right it's not a dude never had a glass of wine come on <laughs> it, it, it was it was one bottle of wine for the first 20 years and it was two bottle of wines for the next right. 20 years right and again so it's like he's underplaying she's overplaying and then now you got to decide like who's more honest and then the, well the other thing is is like they asked all of johnny depp's ex and most of them were like no we never saw anything like that so there's yeah. no history but they did confirm the drinking yes but they didn't confirm the violence right right so that's what exists. If she would have just been more like, hey, he just was drinking a lot, you know, and instead of like over exaggerating the violence, now you're like, well, if he was drinking a lot, like we don't know what could have happened, right. right? It's like he doesn't know he could have been blacked out. He right. probably doesn't know what he's doing. Right. And so now let's let's just focus on the drinking instead of the violence. And I think she's putting herself in a hole there. Um well, the, the problem hole with this is, is well, this is just about liable. So she's probably still going to win. Like, I don't think, because he, he obviously has done some stuff. Right. And I mean, she didn't put in her op-ed piece about pooping in bed or cutting <laughs> guy's finger off and doing all that stuff. So, but this is just a defamation case. Right. Because of the um, article and that's where it's kind of like she never mentions him by name right it's just an op-ed you know like article about it and so he just it's like oh it's implied that it's me and this is why i'm losing roles yeah and when you think about a defamation case though and then after the the actual uh testimony that's why i think she's hurting herself right because you're actually like you're you're making them choose between defamation and not and you're going over the top with what right. you're talking about yeah so then the people call bs right and they're like yeah you are defamating right mm -hmm. yeah it's one of those where it's like you're you're caught in a lie here how do we know you haven't been and that's the whole thing about why if i you know for victims out there, how how mad they must be to see this happening, having someone like this come out here and just flat out make up some stuff. I mean, it, it hurts their causes completely. Uh, totally. Yeah. I mean, when you think about, you know, and again, we are talking about like most of it is, you know, when you're talking about domestic violence, you're talking about, you know, men against women. And she's definitely hurting that case and making a stronger case for women against men, which is, it's very a low percentage, but it, when something's politicized like this and it's as big as this, 
like you're really hurting um not just yourself but you know you know the whole female race in this point to where you know they got to work a little harder and and that's that's an issue the problem with amber heard is like she is if you watch her throughout the 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 videos she's smiling and she's crying and she's laughing and it's like she's crazy i mean that's kind of uh, that's kind of been for me like a known fact for years right like even before she and johnny depp got together you like you could just tell that that girl was crazy but i mean you shouldn't be if that was really the case in your in your trial like you should be better about that even if you weren't that way like you should act better than she's act like it's been yeah i mean (laughs) if i'm her lawyers i'd be so mad it's like don't even show any emotion (laughs) right like just sit there straight face but she's not like she's smiling half the time and then they like talk to her and then she's like mad (laughs) and she like she goes from smiling to unhappy in like one second and you're like after her lawyer just talked to her right well and that's the thing isn't it and like with johnny depp he's a smooth guy he's so, an actor like, one of the best actors ever yeah so he gets up on when they were going after him he was making her lawyer look like a fool right and even like when he, she, when she objected there. to his own question <laughs> right <laughs> but when she when she's up there and you see the video of him while she's uh making her testimony it's even better like watching him you know because it's that that's how you should look when somebody's testifying against you right and and maybe it is because he's a great actor right and we don't know that but at the same time like that's the way people think especially if you're in the jury or if you're the judge or if you're mm-hmm. watching this, like, what are you going to think? You're going to be like, that's real. Because that's what actors do. They make you believe it's real. Right. So that's, I think Johnny Depp's going to get, whether it's acting or not acting, he's done a great job. If you watch most of the videos. Right. For the, yeah. For trial one-on-one, what you're right. supposed to do, <laughs> it's like this guy's doing the video on it like they're gonna record this and right like, like here's how this you... is what to do this is what not to do right this is yeah amber's what you don't do johnny's what you do do this is now the uh the training video for trials right yeah so but regardless of all that the the one thing that i think that it's a little misdirected, you know, in society, as I do believe that there is domestic violence on both sides. And I don't believe that it's looked at enough. Right. And so that's, that's the only issue I have with all this. And, and I'm not saying that Johnny Depp's not guilty of it. What I'm saying is that regardless of it being Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, like you gotta look at it both ways. And I think that's kind of the problem with everything when we look at, you know, in our society, 
because everybody says domestic violence, the first thing you go to is man versus woman, right? right. So that's the issue I have overall. And I just, I just wish that we would look at that in a different light and say, and, you know, try to figure it out before it's automatically assumed that this is the case. All right. So that's the issue I have with that trial. Um, so, so this is a, a really interesting one. And I want to talk, let's talk about the, the Roe versus Wade leak. Right. And that's a, that's a whole separate issue versus what Roe versus Wade is and abortion and pro-life pro-choice. Right. But because mm-hmm. the, the leak is different before we get into the leak, what's your stance? Are you pro-life? You pro-choice? Um, I think Mike said it best when I was talking to him. I'm both. I am pro-life myself, but I am a man and I believe the woman has pro-choice. So I'm not going to tell her what to do with her body. Myself, I would like to be pro-life. That's my, I think that's the way, but it's not me having to carry the kid and I mean, I can see on some cases like rape and stuff like that. It's just obvious. Right. I mean, it's so I can't tell a woman to have a, not have an abortion. It's none of my business. Yeah. So even if you're involved in that consensually, so I mean, Outside of rape, you know, incest, molestation, those kind of things, which obviously should be thrown out the window. Consensual sex between women and men. Uh, are you still under the, uh, the belief that the woman should have the choice, even though you are both involved? Well, and it's kind of like, I still do. It would just mean that that relationship would probably hit the end of the road because of you're not seeing eye to eye on what you want to do. Um, and that's the hard thing too, because you don't want to sometimes if you, you don't want to be in a relationship because of a baby right. and have it where they're getting held hostage, but I can't put it. It's just so hard. It's not my, I don't have to carry the baby. You have no idea. It could what ramifications the baby could do to it. I mean, you still don't even, that's the other thing. It's like, there's women out there that can't have, if, if they give birth to a child, they might die. Right. What, what if the woman has medical complications? Right. You have, there's tons of things that goes with that. Right. Right. I mean, like, you could, yeah, there's just, it's tough for me to say, cause I'm not, it's not in my body. Yeah. Uh, so a weird thing for me, and, and I'm, I'm completely pro-choice. I am not pro-life. Um, I'm pro-choice, which I really believe that it's the women's right to choose number one, right? I don't think the government or anybody should have any say, Supreme Court, I don't care how high you go, should have a choice in that, right? The only thing that I question, and it's not like I don't, I think this is the way it should be, but I do kind of question, should the consensual partner have a say in it? 
and not saying that's right or wrong or that's the way it should be. I just, that makes me wonder, you know? Well, I can't, in a way, I kind of agree if you're like saying, hey, you have the baby, I'll take care of them. Right. Or but like whole, we, we consensually had sex. So now why do you get the choice to choose? But the only thing would be that a woman has to carry the baby for right. all that time and then she has to give birth. And so that's the only issue I see. It's like one of those where it's like, you know, one night of this leads to this, but then the, the, the dad could be like, well, the mom has to carry it for like 10 months, you right. know? But if the dad said, I, I, I'll, I'll take care of the kid after you have it, but then you still have the woman who has nine months of this right. terrible pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know? but then you know and so so that that's a that's a little bit of an issue for me but i'm completely pro-choice where i don't think the government the supreme court i don't care how high you go should never have a the making people have the decision right like when you're talking about that there shouldn't be a law that says one way or another no you you can't you can't yeah so that's ridiculous and i'm just waiting for junior right the movie junior (laughs) to happen so then the guy when Arnold has a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so even though I'm, I'm completely pro-choice, I, I do have a little bit of thought process in that to where I'm thinking, is it, is it okay to completely leave the dad out? Because the way I think about it, to be honest with you, it's like a car accident, right? It's an accident. But you can't just be like, hey, it was an accident. It's not my fault. <laughs> Like you were still a car accident, you're still responsible for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just like say it's not your fault, but at the same time, yes, the woman has to bear the burden. Well, and I feel like time. for both of us being fathers, right, and knowing the joy of having a child. And that's our problem. <laughs> yeah. Because we had never give up our kids. No, never. So regardless of of the Roe versus Wade because that's going to be a huge issue for so long and and that's a it's a, such a big left right like it's unbelievable mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest issues when you think about it let's take COVID out for a second because COVID's been ridiculous over the last two years that's probably one of the the top two or three issues and that's been going on for how many, like, right. Over f- almost 50 years. Yeah. That, I, I mean, that's one of the biggest issues between Democrats, Republicans or conservatives and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, uh, progressives like that's huge. But what I really wanted to talk about was the actual leak though. So when you think about how it's been leaked into the system of they're going to try to overturn roe versus wade so first of all like they're trying to overturn rose roe versus wade that's huge right but then the second part is now you're gonna leak it out to the public well and this is what i don't get so it's not like the supreme court can just be like we're gonna overturn roe v wade they have to have a court case right so it's not like this hasn't been in the pipelines forever because it's like, it takes forever to get to the Supreme Court. 
so they have cases right ready yeah they have to well, at mm-hmm. least that's what i mean they have to have cases right ready now Th- they do so it's like how is this? it's kind of like our our thing about ufos like a year ago it's like why wasn't this like in the news for the last year or something or 20 years yeah right because yeah you you can't just pop it up and be like hey we're gonna overturn roe versus wade right right that's not gonna happen what happens is is that they have these cases that have come up to that or are ready for that that they're using they're going to use as the example cases to overturn it they have those cases they have the addendum to do it and now they're they're whether they're getting ready to do it or not that's a moot point because it's now been leaked to the public that they're getting ready to do it so why do that so what i've I've, so here's my question i've seen a lot of democrat left people talking about um they're doing that on purpose like they're putting it out there to create separation and then i've seen some right talk about the left did it because they're it's coming up on midterms and they're trying to uh up uh, you know increase the popular vote because you know biden's so far down so when you look at those two issues like do both are either of those uh does it it wouldn't really affect Biden being down because the midterm has nothing to do with him. It's about all the incumbents and everything trying to get in the set in governors and all of that. Um, so if they're trying to work it so they can get a more majority, I can see that. Um, but I feel like more, I would have thought the reason it was being leaked was so you could get public outrage you know does yeah. that help the democrats or does that help the republicans when you talk about public outrage over oh it would help the democrats right i mean you already got people going out there like celebrities people on facebook and all this you know what's right for it's not our choice it's pro-choice you know right so it's like the new the new rally cry who cares about ukraine now right I mean, you haven't heard about Ukraine for the last two, three weeks. Right. Well, and that's that so that's what the Republicans are talking about is that it they're they're trying to create this public outrage to get Democrats back in the saddle, right? Some of the Democrats that aren't on that approval rating for the Democratic side right now, get them back in there. You know, so so what what do you think about the Democrats over the last two years since what is it? Yeah, about two years now, right? We're close. No, it's only like a year and like four months. But you, you've lost a lot of Democratic approval in the last year in four months, right? Yeah, well, I believe it's correlates big time with COVID fatigue. Yeah. People are done. It doesn't matter what side they're done with masks. They're done with the, all the regulations. Um, 
and I think that's why they're everyone's like, and then you got these like around here, you got the um, like Stan Pullian and everything. They their the their rally cry is about government control and how we don't want it, right? And that's I mean a lot of, and that you know, the COVID hurt so many different people in so many different ways. Like how many businesses went out of business because of certain restrictions. And um, to go like to Big Mike's point, you know, like just laissez-faire rules too. It's like, this is a, we're doing this, but you know, you don't have to wear a mask when you're eating at a table. So like COVID goes away when you're sitting at a table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just feel like people are just done with COVID and everyone has put COVID to the the Democrats because they're the ones trying to, they were trying to help it. And you had, that's the thing, you had Trump on the front lines saying anti-stuff about it and how it wasn't really that bad. And then everyone under him took that and went, 20,000 times farther than what he was saying. And so then it became that huge divide. And now people are done with COVID. So now they're going with, you know, we got to go with these people because they were anti-COVID. Well, well, that's the question is like, do they need something else to rally them? You know, if, if you're in the Democratic Party, like, do you leak that to try to gain regain some of those people uh, it's, it's 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 kind of smart because then i mean it, you think about it, it is really smart right yeah i mean be, i've had it before so like when we were voting the last time around we were looking and we go through me and my wife go through and we read everyone's thing we don't look at republican or democrat but we look at like what they're doing and we're going through and we're reading and like oh okay da 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 and then they're like nope this one's completely anti-vaccinations right done i don't want anything to do with that person so it's like but if your core value is pro-choice right then that's a huge one that's like that's where you got to those dating sites where they're talking, oh, I won't date a Republican. You won't, I won't date someone who's, you know, pro-life or whatever. That's been one of the biggest dividing points in our country for so long. That's why it makes me wonder when you talk about a leak, like who's actually leaking this? Because at first, when you think about it, you'd think it'd be a Republican leaking it, right? But then if you get deeper into it, you're like, well, no, maybe it'd be a Democrat leaking this because you might get some more support. You might mm-hmm. grab some of those people who have COVID fatigue or uh, they're tired of gas prices raising or tired of inflation or tired of the, the Fed raising the mortgage prices or the mortgage interest, right? But if you can get into their mind under a pro-choice, now you're going to grab some more people back in regardless of what's happening with the economy, mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening with COVID, regardless of what's happening with everything, right? So maybe they're trying to grab some of those people back. 
here's this is a perfect one for the conspiracy <laughs> yeah so. well i mean yeah i mean so i mean it's hard because you know we're talking about conspiracies like that's a different type of thing than just control you know and mm-hmm. like like mind control or you know uh, political control that's different right i think though the thing is is we've in you know we've started to realize because it is more privatized that the media is not there to give us just the news they're there to give us their slant yep well and just like we're talking about Chappelle earlier every Chappelle so when I watch Chappelle things on YouTube it was different it was like here's what happened to Chappelle this was horrible da 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 when I saw some of the uh, CBS, uh, MSNBC, Chappelle things, they were like, oh, Chappelle got attacked, but it was because he was talking about, uh, talking negatively about LGBTQ and, and talking negatively about all these things. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then now you're like, well, what I heard was it was because this guy was just a rapper, but the mainstream media was telling a whole different narrative. So how many well, people are watching it's- that? I feel like, you know, and this comes back to like a serious or a sports analogy since we haven't had any sports in this, but like you're a Bears fan. I'm a Raiders fan. We know our teams very well, but like the national media doesn't know them as much. So they pick these narratives, even if it doesn't fit anymore. Right. And that's how I feel like it's like, oh, the only thing we know about Chappelle is what has gone on with this standup. Right. So this must be why. Because he's and they, they didn't watch his stand up. They have no idea what he was saying. Yeah, and they're and they're just pushing that narrative as why he got attacked instead right. of like what might be the actual reason uh, for that dude coming on stage, which could be a, a very insignificant reason. Right but now, you know, you've got hundreds of millions of people who have watched that uh, media report, thinking mm-hmm. Chappelle got attacked because of the way he speaks negatively about race and like, or good. yeah and they're like yeah and they're following they're like yeah that's okay we don't mind this guy attacking him and then that grows into you know uh more support but also more people with that same pro- thought process right well then also it makes Chappelle even more popular also right and, and, and you know well i mean this is probably making him more popular than he's been since Chappelle show. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was huge popular then, like, but since then he hasn't been, you know, super popular, but I, you could find Chappelle right now on more uh, posts and more YouTube and, and more internet blogs than you have found him since what it was like 28, right? 2008. Well, and then let's just put this here. Those two seasons of Chappelle show are two of the most amazing TV show seasons ever. And most people have never seen it. That's the problem. Like you get so many, and when you talk about racism, when you talk about like, um, you know, how people view what the, the, the way black people, and white people look at things. And then you watch the Chappelle show it gives you a whole different thought processes of it. And if you, if people haven't seen it and you're listening, you're watching, 
You have to see it because it will change your thought process. And I think that's what he was trying to do. Well, he's like, I feel like he's a comedian in the ways of Richard Pryor and George Carlin and stuff like that, where it was, nothing is off limits. Right. And that's how we did. And then now he, you know, he makes fun of transgender or whatever. And now something is off limits. And he's like, wait a minute. I've been making fun of everyone my entire career. Now I can't. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, that's totally what he was does. He was trying to hit all fields, right? He, he, he was trying to hit everything. He was trying to help people understand that it's not about black and white, right? It's about black making fun of black. It's about black making fun of white and white making fun of black. Like that's, he was hitting every right. aspect. And that's what was great about that. And it was unfortunate that that didn't grow like that whole his concept didn't grow right yeah so that that was great too so uh just let's wrap it up here so the so the last the last thing uh we, we were talking about uh the rv rv wade uh leak what do you think is going to happen with that like do you have do you have any thought process of is that going to get overturned or what how will that affect you know society like if it does get overturned like is that going to be a big blow up i i don't think it's going to get overturned like the history of the supreme court has been they're pretty conservative when it comes to overturning stuff that they've done before and I just feel like with the everyone likes to think of, oh, well, that guy's a Republican, that's a Democrat. That's not the way Supreme Court acts. It just goes by what they see and what they do. Um, and that's another one is like, like they built up Ruth Bader Ginsburg as like this greatest justice of all time. And no, no, I even know she wasn't the first woman. Sandra Day O'Connor. No one talks about her at all. Right. You know why? Because she's a Republican. And she didn't talk about politics. Supreme Court justices should not be talking about politics at all. Not at all. I shouldn't know what your political party is. I mean, with that said, should there even be a Supreme Court? Like, do we even need this level of, you know? Uh, you do need the level of checks and balances because you can't have someone become president and then make whatever laws they want. Yeah, This is the way to stop that from happening. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me because I just don't, I almost, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one to say because we've become so political now that like whoever gets nominated for the Supreme Court, no matter what it is, they just get rang through the coals nonstop about who they are and what they are. Right. And just. I mean, it's almost hard to believe that they could be non-political, right? Right. And I, I guess that's my issue that I have 
and I'll, I'll start, you know, I go back to Clarence Thomas was when it first mm -hmm. started for me yes. from him forward. I really feel like it became about, you know, what they did, what they didn't do and their political sides. Yeah. And I, that I was the biggest I, publicized one. And then it ever since then. Yeah. I think kind of ruined the idea of the Supreme court. So that's, so it's tough for me to really support the Supreme court at this point and say, we need that, you know, right. And then same way we need government, same way we need the Senate, same way we need Congress, you know, so all those things go in that. So uh, on that same point, you know, when you're saying, when I was asking you that, the reason I was asking is because I don't, I actually don't believe that it should be a Supreme Court decision. I don't think that they should be able to overturn, you know, Roe versus Wade. I don't even think they should be involved in it, to be honest with you. And, and so that's a hard part for me to say that any court or government or, you know, state should have those ability to make laws or decisions for especially the the females right or the what i we call, politically correctly call them the what, what are they the um the the producers <laughs> remember what they call them you can't call them women anymore because because now you have men women and <laughs> pronouns well and the, the weird thing to me that it's just if you look at this and you have the whole, you, you don't want government involved in this. You know what kind of ideology that is? That's actually what Republicans used to stand for. Right. There was, I don't want government involvement in things. And the Democrats were the ones who were like, let's have government involvement. And so this is kind of weird and funny in a way where now you're having Roe v. Wade is the Republicans wanting more government control. Right. But is also back when you're talking about those early times, they also were very uh, religiously uh, uh, persuaded, mm. which is an issue, right? Because, I mean, you, we're going to base our lives and our laws and everything based on the Bible. I mean, come on. Like you're talking about something that was not even really written, but like spoken word and like passed on and changed over thousands of years to whatever you want it to be. And then we're like, no, that's gospel. You're like, no, it's not. You don't even know what gospel is. <laughs> like you can't really say that's what it was because you weren't there. Like you didn't write it. And, and so that was the issue with the early Republicans because they were very uh, uh, religious based. But now it's kind of flipped and you're right. You know, now they're like pushing that, that government and that uh, this is the way it should be because, you know, this is, uh, uh, what's the, what do they call that? They call it a, a, the societal uh, check or they call it, I don't remember what they call it, but, but it's being part of society. Yeah. So, man, that was, uh, that was good stuff.
Yeah. I wish, uh, I wish we had Mike and Wes here to talk about that, but, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we'll, we'll get their thoughts on it and, and hopefully we'll get them to ring in next time. I, I really want to get into next time. The, the conspiracies talk about some of those, like I, ha I have some good Pearl Harbor stuff for you guys. So if you guys are, are listening, I'll get that Pearl Harbor stuff to you next time. What were you going to do? The greatest conspiracy of all times. JFK. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So Pearl Harbor, JFK, man, we'll get that next time. So don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, hit the notification bell. Hit us next time. Uh, just remember, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts now. We're on YouTube. You guys can see us everywhere. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like. We'll see you guys next time.